Grace Point Revealed Podcast, episode number eight. You know, Clint, you remember that time that we went bowling with a whole bunch of other awesome people from all around the rest of the United States, even some from Canada? It was 10 pins. 10 pins? Yes. What's this five pin thing? With strings? <laughs> the five <laughs> pins with strings. What kind of crappy bowling alley was that? <laughs> it's like half off, but you only get five pins. That's right. It's a split. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> between. Between <laughs> she knocked down. Oh, uh, that's not, that's not. It's actually a thing. Five pin bowling. I had to look it up. Is it really? It's a Canadian thing, which is funny uh, because it's filmed in Canada, but it's supposed to be taking place in California. Uh, and strings. Really? Strings? I've seen, they've got at, what's that place down here? Gaddy Town or? Here? Yeah. In Oklahoma City. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what Gaddy Town is? No. It's kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese type place. Okay. They've got indoor go-karts. And, yeah. 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 Anyways, they've got a bowling alley. With like small, like those little bowling balls, uh-huh. and it's ten. It's but it's still ten pin. I have seen those small handheld balls yes. before for for like a bowling, yeah. but like lawn bowling has small balls yeah, like right. that, um, and like bocce ball reminded me of kind of like yeah, a bocce yeah. ball a little bit. But I had never seen the five pin, stringed pin thing. Yeah, and the fact that they think that would be in California. Eh. Eh. Ain't buying it. Eh. It's like the episode of Fringe when Olivia and what was her niece's name? Ella? Ella. 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 What was the song you used to sing? Yeah. Ella. Yeah. yeah. And they got on the roller coaster and you could see the Canadian flag waving in the background because they <laughs> no. filmed in Vancouver. Oops. Yeah. When they came out and they had um, they had Slurpees made with venison. <laughs> When they were sitting next to William Shatner in the restaurant. Yeah. And that's when they were serving milk in a bag. Milk in a bag. Yeah. Yep. Milk in a bag. Milk in a bag. <laughs> well, hey. welcome to Grace Point welcome. Revealed, folks. Welcome to Grace Point, everyone. I'm Daryl. I'm Clint. Heidi Ho. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. This is a this is a good episode. This was dude, we have two episodes left. I can't believe it. I can't either. I cannot believe it. Should we announce what we're doing when this podcast has run its course. I thought we weren't going to tell anybody, Daryl, including our wives. <laughs> okay. Truth is, we haven't decided yet. Run so away there's, there's that. Together. Yeah. Run away. Okay. No. Run away. All right. Well, we don't know yet, but we'll be doing something. I did look up Clarissa's Explains It All Clan. I did? still haven't heard of it. What? Yeah. This guy, Daryl. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Daryl and I just saw. Sabrina the Teenage Witch on a <laughs> on a commercial on a commercial, and I said, well, "Why is she hawking TV fifty inch TVs at Walmart?" And Daryl said, "Because you still know her as Sabrina the Teenage Witch and, and nothing else." And, and it's I been said, twelve years. I said, "At least I didn't call her Clarissa." Hello, Clarissa. No, that's the wrong person. Oh, my bad. And Daryl said, "Who's Clarissa?" Right. I looked it up. Still don't. I never saw that show in my life. Maybe the third most important person in my childhood well, sorry. besides my mom and dad you and i are a little bit different than age she came she came i was in high then, school and then my sister when that show was on i was from 91 to 94 i was in high school high school yeah but what show is important to me is grace point this is grace episode Points. number eight yes. that uh, aired on 
Thursday, November the 20th, and uh, 2014, of course, directed by Mike Slovis and written by Anya Epstein and Dan Futerman. Futerman! Hello, little Futerman. 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 Every week we run the same line of jokes with Dan's name. Yes. Dan, I hope you don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> it's you not know, because. Dan is probably out there. He's probably like a really super nice, down to earth guy. Yeah, he's probably bashing his head against a desk. Like, why are they making fun why? of me? They Again? don't even know me. I mean, if you're going to do it, at least get a new joke. I, I work so hard. <laughs> All you can say is my name. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Dan, honestly, we love you and your work and your name. And Anya. Exactly. Epstein. How much did you love their work this week, Clint? Well, good friend Daryl, I gave it an 8.5. Mm. Compasses that point to Tom North. Nice. Nicely done there. 8.5. Not not to True North, but to Tom North. Not quite yep. the 9, but it's a good, that's a really solid score for you. It was. It was a good episode. Well, I gave it 9 kidnapped dogs. Archie! Yeah. Where's my dog? I want my dog. Where's my dog? Give me my dog. I need my dog. <laughs> what did Mark give it? Uh, Mark gave it eight cats out of the bag in regards to Carver's condition. Uh, Barb gave it nine crossword puzzle books. Mm-hmm. Very mysterious. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to mention that in one of her feedbacks. And we also... Had... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I had to get it, it in. Is. Sorry. Uh, we also had some good discussion about the crossword puzzle books over on our Facebook page this week. So Facebook? that was the Facebook page was hopping this week. It was. Yeah, lots of great comments. Some new commenters chiming in. So thank you to everybody who chimed in. What, what about Facebook. our Friendster page? The Friendster page is still under suspension because of the dead seagull that you picture that you posted uh, over there. No. Yeah, they do have a very strict dead animal. They are co-sponsored by PETA. So. Right. Yeah. Well, let's get into the episode discussion right away. Okay. What's the first thing you noticed out of the episode, Daryl? Well, you know, it starts out right where it left off. They're all out there searching for Tom and Ellie and Carver are, he, he's back at the station. She's out there looking for Tom naturally. And he calls her Ellie, which was, Early. which was kind of nice. Now, later in the episode, he will say, no, it was a, it was a lapse in judgment. I lost my professionalism. Never happened again. And by the way, it's still no excuse for you to call me Emmett. Do not call me Emmett. But what'd you think of it? Uh, it's a, it was a mistake. Yeah. He said it in passing. It was not intentional. Was it a sign of him actually having, um, feelings for her? Yeah. Not any, you know, a, a, pl- a plutonium type of feelings for her. Radioactive. Uh-huh. It is. It would be a radioactive relationship. Whoa, uh, oh, radioactive, radioactive. <laughs> I mean, do, do you think it's a sign that he really does care for her and in, in like say in an appropriate way, or is it just totally a slip? You know, I think he was trying to be a human being uh-huh. because she was looking for her lost son. Yeah. And he felt some responsibility. And you know it may. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this to a whole deep level. Okay. You dig? Sure. Taking it to a whole deep level. He probably calls the victim's parents by their first name. So in that moment, he was seeing her not as his partner, but as the mother of a victim. I love that thought. I love that thought. Okay. I can go for that. Yeah, I don't think it's too much of a big deal. I wrote it down when he said it because it caught me as odd, and then. And then they talked about her. That's right. Yeah. But uh, still interesting. Uh, Also, I was surprised to see Renee is back. That took some guts for her to show back up in town. 
Renee is back and she's gonna be in trouble. <laughs> she, I loved the way that the town, except for Beth, treated her when she goes to the inn. There's no room in the inn. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna want to try down the uh, down the coast a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I loved the way the, the conversation that uh, a newspaper editor starts with a K. Uh, Kathy. Kathy. Thank you. Kathy. Griffin. I like the uh, conversation I mean, she had with Owen about Renee. Owen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I honestly, Clint, I didn't think we would see her again. Did you? No, not at all. I thought she, she tucked tail and ran. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly don't know why she's back unless she's the killer. The, although what they did with her and Beth in this episode, the way that she was able to get Beth connected to the other victim's mother, which was led to some stuff that we'll talk about, that made a whole lot of sense. I don't know how they could have got Beth to that point in such a way without involving Renee. So maybe for that reason, they brought Renee back into the story. But uh, I didn't expect to see her again, but I, I did like what we got with, with her story this week, both the way people treated her and, and like I said, we'll, and we'll talk about the Solanos and all that stuff. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So Daryl, uh, we are, we kind of opened, you know, with the scene where we left off from last week of mm-hmm. them traipsing through the forest. Right. At we, night. At night. Mm-hmm. Still looking for Tom. Yes. Ellie needs to go back and take care of little... I can't think of his name. The littlest one. Kneebiter, whatever his name is. Is it Dylan? Dylan. Like Bob Dylan. Yes. How does it feel? <laughs> Sorry. Is that the best Dylan That's you got? That's the best Dylan I, I, I heard got. much better Dylan than that. Uh, yeah, uh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It struck me as odd, and again... Mark will mention it, uh, that Paul found Tom. He's a terrible singer, by the way. He is um, not a good singer. I Now, there might be a version of that song that I haven't heard you know, with, with a different melody line. True. But if he was trying to sing the version of that hymn that I thought everyone almost in the world had sung, that, sing, that hymn is quite well, popular, been yeah. around forever. Uh, that was terrible. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, he didn't get the gig for his uh, singing ability. No, he did not. But I did think it was odd. Last week we saw him find the bicycle. This week he found Tom. And I made a note of, of course, they cert- the, the show itself circled back around to that yeah. point as well. Uh, but was it suspicious? Is it suspicious to you that uh, Paul was the finder of both of those things? You know, it wouldn't have been suspicious, except for that creepy compass. The compass was... What yeah. was up with the compass? It's like he looked like in his mind he was counting his steps, checking his bearings. He knew exactly where to find Tom. You know, I'll be honest with you, Clint. I I didn't pick up on it being a compass until I saw your note in here. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a like a religious amulet or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Could have been. Yeah, I, because I didn't see a compass face. I just yeah. saw him looking down at something. Then it was had like a red yeah. cord, yeah. you know. But after you said that it was a compass, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And so I I went back and watched that scene again, and I think you're right, man. I think that there's a lot of the. the I mean, you can't prove it, but it sure looked like he and Tom had a rendezvous point. I think the singing was so that Tom would be able to find him. Yeah. And so that would explain the horrible singing. So, yeah, it seems really, really suspicious, man. So let me ask you a question. 
I, I that's a great thought on the rendezvous, and the the the, the singing being Tom's uh-huh. Tom's clue. I like that. Do you think at this stage we're on episode eight? Uh huh. This brings, in my mind, a lot of suspicion onto Paul. Yeah, but it's not direct suspicion, right? At this point, at this point in the episode, no, not yet. Not not more than we've. I mean, it, not more than what we've already suspected. Right. Because we've known some things as the audience that Ellie and Carver haven't necessarily known. Right. Although, again, when when Paul found Tom, and I wrote down, oh, okay, he found Tom and the bicycle. That's a little suspicious. That was kind of the new thing here until you mentioned what we just talked about. Right. So does this, in your mind, of as it works for a TV show, uh-huh. does this remove Paul from suspicion? Because it's happening on episode eight instead of nine. No. You know, here's the thing. All the stuff that they've shown us on Tom... Excuse me, Paul, prior to this. Yeah, did I say Tom? I probably did, but I meant Paul. Well, I I thought you meant Paul. Yeah. I, I thought I misspoke and said Tom. Maybe you did too. Um, this type of stuff that we saw here in this episode, it, I, I give some credence to. I give some credibility to because what we'd seen in the past was was kind of the... the more of the stereotypical stuff. And, and there's still some stuff here that's you know, with the priest being the bad guy type of stuff, but I like the cleverness of it. There was some cleverness in the, in the compass and and the bicycle and yeah. the Tom and the singing that, that makes me look like him, like anybody else. I can almost forget that he's a priest because you kind of have to put different pieces together. So right. I kind of like that. Although I still don't think it's Paul. Okay. All right. We'll have to talk through this. At okay. The end of this episode. Okay. All right. Okay. But I, I, I like your take on it. Yeah. Well, when Mark does notice that Paul was the guy that found the bike, was the guy that found Tom, he goes to Carver and says, hey, by the way, did you know that Paul hates me and Beth? He has always loved her. He hates the fact that we're together. Oh, did you know that he goes to Narcotics Anonymous meetings? Yeah. Yeah, he's in love with Beth still, you know, so maybe you should check him out. Like I said, some of that we already knew, the Narcotics Anonymous stuff we did not know. Right. What what was your take on that? And then you know, of course, then they're going to interrogate him later. What what were your thoughts on the rest of the story there with with Paul? Well, Mark doesn't like him, right? We know that for sure, absolutely. So no surprise that that was coming for Mark. What is kind of a surprise, I guess, is that it didn't come out until now mm-hmm. for Mark. Is Mark panicking? You think that Mark's the killer? Oh, I don't think so. I still don't. I I'm almost willing to mark Mark off. Mark Mark off. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Okay. Do you think he's panicking? No, I don't think he's the killer. Okay. Unless it turns out that he was the killer, and then I'm going to point to this and say, I knew it. (laughs) Okay. You know, one of the things that kind of, hmm, that added to suspicion. Yeah. there There was kind of, well... It added a lot of suspicion. I just don't know how to put it on. Okay. It was the, the you know, they were talking about camping. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they mentioned that that Danny came back with a spider bite. It looked like it, he had been clocked. Yeah. Right? And then the music kind of went. And then they cut to Tom and Tom's face is like, not Tom, Joe. Paul. They cut to Joe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They, they cut to Joe and Joe's face was like. Yeah. So that was very suspicious. But again, when it was like when they revealed the skateboard yeah. and they gave us the music to go with it, yeah. it's like they're trying too hard. I don't want to believe that that has anything to do with anything because you you gave me the music and said, 
pay attention to this. And I want to go, no. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we should. Maybe I should. Well, I think the skateboard is important. Oh, yes. I think the spider bite. I think somebody punched him. I do, too. And he called it a spider bite. Yes. Or hit him. And the skateboard is important. I just don't think that they, they wanted us to think that it was pointing to Susan being the murderer yeah, and i don't not, think so yeah. but it's definitely important I, agree. I do think the spider bite is important and i agree that somebody clocked him who clocked him well that's the question right was it joe because they cut to him mm-hmm. was it tom was it paul was it paul did mark beat him and he used that spider bite as an right. excuse yeah those are the four options in my mind don't know yeah but if or was there somebody else on that camping trip yeah yeah did did Paul try something on Danny and, you know, Danny trying to fight back? You know, there's you're making stuff up at that point, trying to f- f- you right. know, find ways that it could have happened. But I think we all agree that it wasn't no spider bite. Right. So anyways, we got Tom rescued finally. He was yeah. bleeding, which we didn't really talk about. He was in the knee. So was Raymond psychic? Maybe. But again, like we said last week, it's it's not that much of a stretch to think that Tom could be bleeding somewhere, somehow. Somewhere, somehow. Yeah, I agree. What did you think of Tom's story? Now, Tom said, oh, I have this crossword puzzle, and it reminds me of Danny, and he's my best friend, and it just so happened to be in my backpack, and I was going to visit Lars because I wanted to help out with the investigation. I can't keep doing this voice any longer, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> I don't buy it. Okay, interesting. So I what do you think? It. What well, do you think? Um, I'll save it. We got some feedback um, from, I'm not sure which one of the feedbacks it is. It might even be in one of our prime suspect comments. So I'll I'll, I'll save comments on the crossword puzzle book until that. All right. I well, want, I won't. I don't want to steal thunder. Because I haven't heard it. You have not heard it. I have not heard That's it. Right. So I'm I'm going to say what I had listed i think tom was going to plant evidence okay i think they found the crossword puzzle snippet and mm-hmm. he tom heard ellie say it right mm-hmm. the little shred of paper mm-hmm. i think he was going to go and they knew that danny stole that crossword puzzle it shows up in lars's cabin if you will mm-hmm. it's going to look really suspicious sure i feel like tom was going up there to plant it I think that's a possibility. Now, does that mean that Tom is the killer? Or does that mean he was up there doing it because somebody else asked him to? Right. Or does it mean that he was, they were all three involved with something and and Tom's just trying to get suspicion as far away from him as possible? Hmm, Maybe. I don't know. We did see some other odd behavior from Tom this week. You mean with the computer? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit odd. It wasn't. I don't think Owen had any problem seeing through his the the truth of his question. Yeah, my dad deleted something, and I yeah. just wanted to get it back. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> I've got this friend, yeah, <laughs> that has these red bumps on their leg. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right. I'm asking for a friend. Yeah. yeah, that that never goes over well. Yeah, uh, you know, Tom, not the smartest thing to go out into the driveway that's know, visible from street. the front street, right, in the light. And bash up your computer. You obviously have no problem sneaking off into the woods. Right. Take the laptop with you and smash it up there. Yeah, go to the backyard. Uh, maybe he wanted the light to see what he was doing. I get that, but you got a flashlight. Surely you got a flashlight yeah. in your house. And then he gets caught by Paul. 
was that was that suspicious at all when Paul was like, "Hey, Tom, what are you doing, man? Let me let me keep walking closer to you and asking you questions about what you're doing." Or is that just someone being know. nosy or, or someone, an adult, trying to figure out what a child is doing? Well, you know, he was out on a walk, I guess. Yeah. Out of one of his, quote, walks. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to read too much into it because, you know, I think if I saw one of the neighbor kids, and, and you know, smashing up a computer like that, I would have probably walked up to him, too, just to kind of get a better look. So, I, yeah. I don't think, I, I don't really think too much on that alone with, with Paul. But what do you think Tom was trying to destroy? What was on the hard drive that he's so obviously some communications about? between either him and Danny or him and the killer? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, or maybe that's not a big stretch. You know, I think I think Tom might think that he has more to do with this than he actually does. He's a kid. Yeah, he's scared. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he thinks he had something to do with Danny's death, but he actually doesn't. Yep, we'll see. Yeah, we'll find we'll out in two weeks. Soon. So there was another comment made in passing that I thought was odd. Okay. You know, he said, where's your dad? Right. And he says, oh, I don't know. Yes. He might be inside. You put uh, Dylan down and I think he fell asleep. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know where the dad is, huh? And then the following scene right after that yep. is the hut, the crime scene. The hut. Now this is the, the big mystery of the week, but... I think these two scenes have something to do with each other, which is why I bring it bring it up now. Yeah. Who was in the hut? I think it was Joe. Why would Joe be in the hut? He could be in the hut for a number of reasons. One, he's the killer. Well, I think he's the killer. So I know you do. But he could either there's something still there that he knows that that the cops didn't find. Okay. Or he wants to plant evidence to try to get you know, uh, someone off of him. Okay. Um, or maybe there's something there that's not necessarily evidence, but something that he needs or like could be, could be evidence. It could be drugs or something like that, that he, you know, he needs to sell or something like that. So it could be that he wants to clean up evidence or it could be, he needs access to something that's there. Or it could be that he's planting evidence. Those are my three guesses. Okay. What do you, what do you think? Who, who and what and why? So are there any, you don't have any explanation if he's not the killer. As to why he would be there? Yeah. Uh, no. No, I don't know why you'd be there unless you are the killer. Okay. Or you're hired by the killer or in with the killer and you're trying to cover up something. Sure. So I've got a couple of theories. Okay. One is that it's Joe, mm-hmm. based on that comment. A, that he's a killer. B, that Tom's the killer. And Joe knows it. And Joe knows it. And he's trying to remove any DNA evidence. Did the look that Tom and Joe shared when Tom had the skateboard, did, did you read anything into that? Is, is that causing you to make that comment? Or are you just making that comment independently of that? Making the comment independently of that. Okay. Yeah, that was totally not suspicious to me. The skateboard scene? Yeah. Where he says, drop the skateboard. Right. Because he was there when the phone got picked up. Mm-hmm. He don't. He don't want Tom's prints all over it. That's one way of looking at it. Or if he knows that Tom was the killer, and the skateboard got found and brought back to Tom, Joe might have already wiped the prints off of it. Yeah, but now that Tom's prints are on there, back on a it. completely reasonable explanation as to why they're on there. And That's it lets true. Tom right back off the hook. That's true. All right. Sorry, cabin. 
or hut. Yeah, so so that's that's one theory. I do think we need to distinguish between cabin and hut. Cabin is where Lars lives. Hut is the crime scene. Sure. Okay, the hut. Yeah, because I think we had called the hut the cabin before the cabin actually came into play. Word. Now that we have both, I think we need to make sure we're distinguished. The other thought is, it's Paul. Yeah. And he's panicking. Yeah. Because now they have a DNA sample, and he wants to go back and make sure that there's absolutely no DNA for them to match it to. Yeah, and there's no way of him doing that at this point. There may, he may think there is, but yeah, if he left DNA, they've probably already acquired it. But I think that your logic is absolutely sound on that. Um, he would be panicking. Why? Why else would anybody else be up in the hut? Right. That's the only two people I can think of. Or Tom. It could have been Tom. What about Vince? Why would Vince be up there? I don't know. Unless I, you think Vince is the killer. Well, right. But that, that I think whoever was there, like we already established, has to be the killer or close to the to the killer. Okay. I think there's reasonable suspicion to think that Vince is the killer, but what changed in this episode to make him want to go to the hut? That's a pretty risky maneuver. Yeah, did Susan say anything to him? No, Susan doesn't even know that he's got the dog. Mm. Um, was that before or after Susan was arrested? After. So it could be if Vince is the killer. Mm-hmm. Susan knows it, right? She had the skateboard. Yep, that's true. Yep. And he's like, oh, crap. They've got Susan. She already said she was going to talk. She's going to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to steal her dog, and then I'm going to go reclaim the crime scene. Yeah, that's the obvious answer as to why Vince would have been there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the only thing I can think of. Yep. But I feel like that's a stretch at this point. I don't know that that's a stretch. I think if you think Vince is the killer, that seems pretty pretty logical and sound. I just don't. I, I don't, don't think, either. I don't think Vince is the killer. Yeah, I don't either. Just because I, I can't think of a motive. Right. Now, we know he's he's involved with, with poaching. We don't know if he's involved with anything else, but... You know, we still don't know the motive. We could think of motives for all these people. Sure. Um, but, you know, I think we have more motive for, for Vince than we do for Joe. We don't know of Joe to be involved with anything illegal. No. Or to have ever, you know, where, no, where, no, no. where Paul and Vince, we do, you know? that That's true. But it's not a stretch uh, to say I wouldn't think, you know. Let's say that Danny was bullying Tom. Okay. I don't think that's a stretch. I don't either. Joe went to confront him. He found out about her on the vacation. Joe went to confront him. Things got out of hand. Joe whacked him in the head with the skateboard. Oh, crap, he's dead. Mm-hmm. What if Joe, like Danny was on his skateboard, and Joe did something to make Danny fall off his skateboard. Danny wasn't wearing a helmet, so that's how he got whacked. Could be. And died. Could be. Actually, I like that a lot. Because I think we still agree that the death was still probably accidental. Yeah, certainly not on purpose. Yeah, you have a kid riding a skateboard with no helmet. I mean, there's there's your whack right there. Okay. Yep, could be. All right. Um, we learned that Danny's body was cleaned with glass cleaner, uh, ammonia, which would be found in glass cleaner. They even mentioned glass cleaner. His skateboard was definitely in the burned boat at one time. Yes. Both of those point to Susan. Susan, uh, who was it that, that uh, oh, Paul acknowledged also that he was familiar with Owen's uncle's boat or dad's uh-huh. boat or whatever it was, yep. dad's boat. So that also could point back to Paul a little bit. But we know that Susan was 
I feel pretty strongly that Susan was on the beach. Those were her cigarettes that we still haven't circled back around yes. to. Yes, agreed. Um, so I think that that's why I say that both of those point back to, to Susan. The glass cleaner definitely does. We're the only one, she's the only one that we know of that cleans. Obviously, she's not. But yeah. for the sake of the game of Clue that we're playing, yeah. it's, it's, it's important. Uh, so okay. uh, both of those point to Susan. But do they incriminate her for, as the killer? Or do they just more evidence out there that we just can disregard? Or what do we do with that? I don't think it's her. You know, I don't think it's a stretch to say that it's a small town. Yeah. There's probably a lot of people that know about the boat. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. I do. Hmm. A lot of people. A it's, lot. It's a it's a public place. It's at a boat dock. A lot of people yeah. are down there all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do you do we want to talk about Paul's uh, narcotics thing anymore? Do we do we cover it sufficiently for your taste? I think so. You know. Um. You know, narcotics is a little. Well, I guess not. Right. It's a painkiller. Mm-hmm. That could happen to anybody, right? It could. Um. You know the the drinking thing. Somebody assaulted him. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, if we're, it's so interesting. We, we've seen it here happen a lot in Grace Point where Paul likes to park himself at the local tavern there at Jim's hotel. Right, just out of habit. But he doesn't, it doesn't look like he's drinking. I've me. never seen him drink. Yeah. But you don't usually think of a priest hanging out at the local tavern, but certainly nothing wrong with that. Nope. I'm, I'm not going to cast any stones at, at him for doing that. But. Uh, but so, but but what I'm saying is, yeah, that that seems to add up. We we've seen him park himself at the local tavern here. Probably did it at the same place uh, he was at before. One mm-hmm. of the guys got offended by his sermon. He'd had a few too many. Got a little liquid courage into him. Took yeah. a swipe at the local priest. Yep, I'm buying that. Yep. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, why? I thought Paul asked a good question, right, of Carver. Why would he? want to kill a 12 year old boy well right now we could speculate on any number of things including the camping trip that we we talked about earlier uh if he is the quote-unquote spider biter but that's all it is we don't have any incriminating or we don't have any actual proof of anything that's that's the word i'm trying to to find there yep just speculation so when it turns out to be paul and you're going to be disappointed it depends. It depends on which way they go with it. Okay. Yep. It's possible, but also not possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do you like that. All right. We'll see. All right. Um, you know, we got we got a really touching look at the Solanos this week. I thought we did. Before we do that, though, I want to give Mark a chance to chime in on Paul. Paul. Okay. All yep. Right. Now, since day one, I have not suspected Paul of being the murderer. I know you guys have him high on your list, but he's never been in my suspect pool. Until now, and it was one line that Mark said innocently, how he used to go camping with Danny until Danny went camping with his Sunday school and somebody clocked him, and since then he didn't want to go camping anymore. I read so much into that comment. I mean, another kid punching Danny, I don't see that as a reason for him to give up on camping. But if Reverend Paul had made some sort of advances or something towards Danny, and in a scuffle had ended up hitting Danny, that sort of traumatic event could possibly lead Danny to no longer want to go camping. So even though my vote is still for Vince, Paul is now my close second. Wow, all the way up to second. Wow. Yeah, and I think there, the, if, if Sumit Clinton and I both heard something a little bit different than, than Mark did, uh, we heard that it was a spider bite that looked like somebody clocked him. Right. 
but but we think that it actually means that somebody yes blocked exactly it. so and, and mark maybe may have just assumed that to be fact and, and therefore yeah. addressed it as if yeah. that's what was actually that's fine. said straight up which is yeah. yeah so yeah we'll see i think that's a possibility yeah. though mark you know one other thing i did want to say is whether it, it seemed to me in that interrogation mm-hmm. paul was confident that his dna sample wouldn't be useful yeah, I guess so. Either that or he just didn't feel like putting up a fight would do anything but make him seem more suspicious and maybe get held. Like if it was him in the cabin, yeah, maybe he thought the best I can do is give them my swab, get out of here, and try to cover my tracks. Yeah, that's true. Maybe. All right, so you mentioned the touching scene with the Solanos. It was set up by the conversation that Beth had with the other mother from Rosemont. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, nice. That was man. That was heartbreaking yeah, to was. look at. To look at that heartbroken mother. Yeah, I think Beth had a turning point after that conversation and said, "I can't. I can't be that. I've got to find a way yeah. not to get to that point." Yeah, where she's drinking and taking drugs just yeah, to get to sleep. Just, yeah. just sleeping and then. Because yeah, she's got a life. To, yeah, and she's got a lot to live for, right? She does. That's right. She's so, pregnant. She's got a new baby. It sounds like she decided to keep the baby. It sounded that way. Yeah, a great, wonderful moment. And, yeah. you know, it started with Chloe going back running to school. Off with, and running off with Dean. Yeah. yeah. Which was also heartbreaking. That was also heartbreaking. And touching. Well, they, all three of them was, had that, right? Yeah. Chloe had the school. Beth had the conversation with the mom. But Mark also had to leave work because he saw the the paper with his son. I don't know which was worse, him seeing the headline all over again or seeing it just discarded and put to the side, yeah. ready to be used for kindling. Because that's so important to him. Why would somebody else just throw it aside like that? Yeah. So all three of them were really struggling with trying to get back to normalcy. All kind of came together. It was, it was wonderful. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I thought it was really touching. It really showed that they're, sounds like moving past some of their issues. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really interesting that she didn't really bring up the affair. Yeah. At all. During the whole thing, you know, it's still sad because they're, you know, you could tell in certain times, like the bowling scene mm-hmm. where they, they didn't want to break Danny's record, which was 138. 138. He was not a, not a great bowler. Apparently the best, better than the rest of them, though. That's right. So, yeah. Chloe had a good game, sounds like. But yeah, no, the whole scene was really touching. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I really like this episode. I did too. I, I like, and I liked. You know, they had a nice little scene there with um, Dean yeah. too. I mean, they caught her and Dean together, and they didn't like fly off the handle. They just sat down and and kind of listen, worked yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was real nice. Real nice, there, Clark. It was. It was. It was. It was real, real nice. <laughs> it was real nice. Yeah, I, I'd like to see more of those scenes. I'd like to see something like that at the end where you feel like the Solanos are going to be okay. They're going to make it. They're, they're, they're not, it's not going to be easy. It's never going to be easy for them. Yeah. But they're going to be okay. And I hope that's the feeling that we get when this is all said and done. I got that feeling here with this episode and I liked it. Yeah. I just wonder if they're not setting this up for like more tragedy, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, they finally healed. And yeah. now we're going to reveal the killer and it's somebody close to them and it's just going to tear their family apart again. Yeah, Carrie and I were talking about the scene and she said that, you know, they did all that. Oh, this is wonderful. They're happy. They're joking. Oh, you ate so many corn dogs and 
you know, oh, it's for the baby, which was an important name. Yeah, they all kind of right. paused and were yeah. like, oh, that's that's important, you know. Yeah. And Carrie said that, you know, she half expected as they're kind of making fun and having fun family moment there as they're going out to the parking lot. You see a couple of people kind of approaching them, you yeah. know, and she th- Carrie said that she thought one of those people would, were was going to end up stopping them and go, how can you guys possibly be laughing? At yeah. Who like are this? you? Yeah. Yeah. Because you almost feel like, like you just said, yeah. is this a setup for something bad to oh, something else bad <laughs> know, to happen, right? or are they really going to let us have this happy moment? Yeah, which yeah. they did. Yeah, this episode. This episode. Yeah, we'll yeah. see about next episode. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, Daryl. Let me ask. We're in episode eight. We don't know who the killer is. Uh-huh. Episode nine. Yeah. At the end, or episode ten reveal of the killer. Well, it, obviously, it won't be revealed until the tenth episode. You don't I think? You don't think? No, I don't. I don't think it will. I think they could possibly take the ninth episode at the end, mm-hmm. and that could be the final scene. They reveal the killer. I and, could see that. And we're left all week like, oh, how could it be that person? Because they're going to have to resolve some stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. they've got a whole bunch of resolution to mm-hmm. explain why that person did it. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But at the same time, we've seen Monk do all of that stuff in the span of about a minute. Here's how it happened. And then he just goes and, and wraps it all up. So they could, but, but this is not a this is not a an monk episode. episode. I know, I, but I, what I'm saying is they could explain it all in say ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Wouldn't you feel cheated though? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I, if they did it right, no. Okay. But at the same time, you know, I think I love what you said. Where they they the cliffhanger for next week's episode or two weeks because next week is Thanksgiving. There yeah. is no Grace Point next week. Uh, but the cliffhanger for the ninth episode would be revealing who the killer is. I, I could totally go for that. Yeah. Or that we've got, we've, I've narrowed it down to two people. Mm-hmm. That's one of these two people. Yeah. You know, we talk about uh Chekhov's gun quite a bit in, in podcasts that we've done and other podcasts that, that, that I do with other folks. Yeah. Have we seen, is there a Chekhov's gun that we we saw early on? And, and I guess we should explain what that means for those who may not know, uh, that we need to be reminded of or be mindful of here in these last two episodes. So do you want to explain Chekhov's gun? No. Should I? Go ahead. Okay. So Chekhov's gun is the, is the name of a device. So it's used in literature. It's, it's used in, in film and TV. And that is you see a gun in Act 1 of whatever it is, a play, a film, TV series, or show, or whatever it is, then it's shown in Act 1 so that it can be used or revealed in Act 3. And if you don't use it in Act 3, near the the end, then what was the point of having or showing it early on in Act 1? So you show it early so that you can use it late, basically, is the idea. Uh, Chekhov was the person who kind of right, Anton Chekhov uh, who who popularized this, and yeah. so it's kind of named after him. He says, "Remove everything that has no relevance to the story." If you mm-hmm. say in the first chapter that there was a rifle hanging on the wall, in the second or third chapter, it must absolutely go off. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be fired; it shouldn't be hanging there. Right. So, can you think of anything? It's a good thought, Daryl. Yeah, it just now randomly occurred to me, so I haven't put so, any thoughts. So to the it. cell phone. Hmm. Needs cell to phones, come into play. Cell phones definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know if the number on the crossword puzzle being Lars Pearson's. I think I think we got that resolved. Full you think circle. it's been resolved? Yeah. Um. Obviously, the thing between Susan and Vince, whatever it is, mm-hmm. 
and then revealing Susan's past. Do you think the cut fence from the pilot episode? Cut fence, definitely. Maybe? Definitely. We're going to hear about that again. Okay. You know, because it seems like such a throwaway thing, right? It does. It's like, this is the kind of crap I've got to do in this town. I'm going to be so bored. I think come to find out it's going to play in pretty heavily to this. To this well, point. and I'm not sure that it will. I could totally see it having something to do with Vince's poaching and nothing more. Yeah, but even that would be coming back. Were they? Do you think that they're going to answer the suspicions that have been raised about all these characters? Or are they going to leave us hanging on the suspicions well, of the characters? That no, I think I think they're going to wrap up all the suspicions. Who who do we have suspicions of? Vince, Paul, Vince, Tom. Okay. I think Vince, Joe, okay. Susan. Whoa, time out. Let's go. Let's go character by character. <laughs> okay, Vince. Yeah, Vince's suspicions are going to get wrapped up. Okay, uh, and it's going to be tied with Susan's. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think so. So those two are out. Who else? Joe. Joe. Suspicious and only for us. I I yeah, don't see I any reason Joe. looking at the show why Joe should be suspicious, which is partially why I suspect. Right. If nothing happens, right, and, and it's not Joe, fine. Yes. Right. There's nothing. Right. There's right. nothing to explain. I agree. Paul. And if he's a killer, they're going to explain it. Right. I feel like they have to do something with Paul. Mm-hmm. I feel like they have to. I'm not sure if they will, but if he's not the killer. There's no grand mystery around Paul, right? Other than what, other than what we already know, unless they want to reveal like why he actually stays up late at night because yeah. he's on some medicine, medicine, medicine. <laughs> he's on some medicine, you know, to help ease his cravings for painkillers mm-hmm. or something like that, or maybe he's in a lot of pain, right? Yeah, um, Carver, right? His medical condition. Yeah, which that which you know he was dying at the end of the episode. Yeah, basically, so I'm thinking that's probably going to get resolved yeah. at some point. And, and boy, I mean, it was look, no no offense to you, but it didn't take much foresight to predict that that was going to come heavily into some sort of thing. I know but it's happened twice now. I know that's that's why I had I had to. This was a nine episode, and I had to take it down half a point because of that. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing on that scene is. We see them show up, the two detectives and two or three other cop cars show up to Susan's house. Why didn't they have backup? Nobody else shows up at the hut? Yeah, really? Lame. That's like... Yeah, gather all of the troops, everyone in the precinct, and show up at the hut. Now, I understand there had to be some stealth. Get some guys in the forest in case he runs. Get some yes. guys in the cliff in case whoever was, it is runs. That was Keystone Cops yeah. stuff right there. It was terrible. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, who else is suspicious? Tom, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to reveal what was on Tom's laptop. Yeah, they definitely are, and on his phone. Yep, have to. Yep, and probably why he was going to Lars Pearson's house. Yeah, the truth of that, I don't, I don't, I don't buy uh, what he was saying nope. on that. Um, Dean's uncle. <laughs> no. Do you think we're gonna get any resolution on Dean? I mean, Dean really hasn't been acting suspicious. Nah, I think Dean's a pretty decent guy. Yeah. Just trying to get it, trying to rise above, you know, kind of some of the his conditions. Yeah, yeah. Gemma. Nah, I, you know, she was high on my list three yep. weeks ago. Yep. I moved her down this week on my list. Uh, I don't, I don't think she's got any skeletons that need to be resolved. No, unless she's the killer. Unless she's the killer, right? But I don't think she is. Yeah. I feel the same way about Kathy mm-hmm. and Owen. Yeah. There's really no skeletons. The only only thing is Owen's mom, right? Right. That is that's one of those checkoffs guns that you have to they've got to go back, right? Ellie's got to pay. Yeah, I mean the last thing we heard was she had information. So yeah, yeah, they need to they need to circle back around to that. Um yeah. Nothing with Vince's mom. 
but the Vince is Vince thing has to be resolved. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is there yeah. anything else? There's no secrets Ellie's hiding that we no, know. No, and there's nothing with Renee. Like I said, the only reason I think she made sense to come into this episode was for what she did with Beth. I don't think we need anything more with her. What about Lars? Honestly, I don't think we need to see anything more there either. I mean, could they give us more? Sure they could. Could they do something more with him? Yes, they could. But if we never see him again and the you know, it turns out he's not the murderer, I think I'm satisfied with that. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I think so. What about Hugo? What about Raymond? Mm. Raymond's probably the one that's the most most mysterious. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see Raymond again. I do too. I, f- I almost feel like in Raymond's case, it's not that he's been suspicious himself, but that he has been suspicious whether or not he's actually a believable pr- character. Right. I think there will be some resolution too. Okay, I could definitely see that. that. I don't think that it's necessary for me to to have closure on the show, but I could see them doing something more with him. Yeah. Like in like the epilogue of the show, you know, it shows him at a table signing a book deal, you know. Yeah. How I found the killer or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. something like that, right? That would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, what about Jack? Oh, never mind. Oh. Uh, too soon? Too soon. Oh. Too soon. All right. All right. Um, that was a fun, fun. That was fun. Process. So, is there anything else we need to to talk about with Susan and Kathy? The there was an envelope that Kathy put on Susan's desk. We don't know what's in that or envelope. Her, not her. De- Actually, we or, do. I think you do. I had a note in here for the longest time. What was in the envelope? But I think you know when we see Susan in Kathy's office. Yeah, Susan, because we know Susan had the envelope when she gave Tom the skateboard. Right, uh, she had it in her hand, and I think it's reasonable to think that from there she went on to the newspaper office to confront Kathy. Yeah, Kathy had two pieces of paper in her hand that were photocopies of right. of some articles. Okay, I think she put those two articles in that envelope and put them on Susan's door as to say we know about. This. Oh, I'm I'm sure she did, but we don't know what those are. We don't know what the article said. There was just headlines, although. One of them I could read. Uh, the the 1080p version of this was yeah. quite readable. Pretty funny. Actually, I, I have a screen cap of it. Let me go to my pictures. Family torn apart by tragedy. That's the headline. Okay. By Rue Williamson, sports writer. What? Really? On a night when ESPN encouraged Baylor fans to turn back the clock, head coach... Scott Drew took another small step forward in his quest to turn around Baylor's basketball program by beating the University of Colorado 67-59 Wednesday. It's a whole article about this Baylor versus Colorado basketball. Are you kidding? No. I'm I'm reading it right here. They just like photoshopped the freshman guard, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the other one here, uh, father sentenced to 20 years. I can't read any of it. But those are the two headlines. Wow. Family torn apart by tragedy. Father sentenced to 20 years. That's terrible. Why would they do that? I guess they didn't want to give it away. I guess. And they thought that that one was readable. Yeah. That's one of those Easter eggs. That's clearly Photoshopped. Yeah. It clearly is. You can see the line right yeah. underneath the yeah. headline right exactly. there. Yeah. So pretty funny. That's funny. So all we can gather from these is are the headlines themselves. Father yeah. sentenced to 20 years. Family torn apart by tragedy. So what did the father get 20 years for? Abuse? Mm, seems the most likely. It does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Either that or he, you know, there was some like fraud. Mm-hmm. But then they wouldn't say father. I don't think so. They would either. just say man, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got to tie right it's, back into the family. Yeah, some sort of abuse. And I think there's reasonable, there's reasonable reason. There's a better way of phrasing that, I'm sure. Reasonable. Um, yeah. To to think that Susan might have been involved in it as well, but just wasn't. There wasn't enough evidence to convict her. Could be. All right. Well, we got some good feedback from Barb. Actually, we we got Barb. some good feedback on Barb about Susan, and I forgot to play Barb and Mark when we were talking about Tom smashing up his computer. So okay. let me play all of those, and then we'll we'll move on. You want me to read Clyde's first? Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't see that. Yes, yeah, so you. we got some written feedback in from Clyde. Clyde mm-hmm. says, on another note, isn't it possible that Vince may have found Susan was his mother as an adult, and his adopted mother has no idea who the birth mother is? Mm-hmm. Possible. Seems to me that she is acting like an absent mother who's trying to weasel her way back into the son's life and protect him when she can or use anything she knows as leverage to be part of his life. I think she knows that he is the poacher, and he knows she knows. And he knows that she knows. Sounds like Garth Brooks. And the thunder rolls. Down, down, down. And the thunder rolls. And the thunder rolls. <laughs> Wait a minute. And the lightning strikes. You've got to finish bing. reading Clyde's uh, I know. I was, go, I was going to. I just I saw the end he of says, it. <laughs> he says, uh, I think that he's poaching Bigfoot's. Big feet? Whatever. <laughs> big fight. I don't know. what a, uh, well, Bigfoot's? Big, big, big feet? I don't know. Yeti. It's no Yeti is Yeti's a different. snowman. That's yes. the abominable. What's wrong with me? Sasquatch. 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 I. Yeah, that's my daughter's nickname, by the way. Sasquatch. Why would you call your daughter Sasquatch? I don't call her that. The kids at school call her. Why that. Why do they call her Sasquatch? Because she, she's tall. She doesn't look anything like a Sasquatch. No, she doesn't. But she's tall. Why she's, would, she's tall. Oh, that's that's not nice. What grade is she in? Sixth grade. Oh, that's why. Yeah. It's she's fun. she is really tall for a sixth grader. She, she's cool with it. I I call her Sasquatch too. That's so mean, Daryl. Yeah, but that's, that's I, you I know, mean. in sixth and seventh grade, everybody's mean to everybody. Right? Oh sure, yes, yeah. yes. That's just part for of it. any reason possible for anything. Yes. Oh, you got brown hair. Yeah. Oh, brownie poop hair. Yeah, poop hair. Yeah, poop face. You got poop in your face. Oh. You got right. teeth. Yeah. Whitey, tidy, teethy. <laughs> Unless you're in West Virginia, then you're like, you have teeth? What's that like? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's listen to, let's get back around here to Barb's Summer thoughts. teeth. Uh, disclaimer, I love everyone from West Virginia, mm-hmm. and I disagree with Daryl's comment vehemently. Okay. Okay. Vehemently. I think Susan is the red herring this week. The newspaper article showed that her husband committed whatever horrific crime it was and that ruined the life of Susan and her children. I think that her family was split apart and the kids were sent to foster homes. It did happen 20 years ago. That would make Vince about the right age. And I think he's her son. Why he would want to shoot the dog is beyond me. Now, maybe Susan cared more for her dogs at the time of her husband's crime than she cared for her children. And this is something that Vince recalls. I'm guessing her husband is the rapist and perhaps her kids were the object of his abuse. It would explain Vince's mob mentality from a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I like it. And that's uh, that goes in with what Clyde was saying too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Like it. And here's Barb and Tom. No, Barb and Mark on Tom and the computer stuff. Tommy has some explaining to do. 
He said at one point that he and Danny weren't close, so why would he keep a crossword puzzle book of Danny's for several months to remember him? I wonder if they use the crossword puzzle books to send cryptic messages to each other. Now, Danny had a lot of extra money and another cell phone, and I think that Tommy was on to this, and he may have even wanted a piece of the action. He wanted that snazzy smartphone that Danny had. Tommy was trying to destroy his computer, which may have had email communications between him and Danny. Tommy knows something illegal has been happening, and he is scared. All right, here's the comment about the crossword puzzle that I was waiting for. There was, we also had some discussion on Facebook uh, about this. A lot of us were kind of talking, and there were several of us that had this, this same thought about the crossword puzzle book. I know you're a fan of Sherlock. You remember the episode of Sherlock where the book, I don't want to say which book because I don't want to spoil those who haven't seen it, but there was a book that was being used to send codes back and forth with a crime organization. Yes. I could see the same thing happening here. They don't they don't communicate in any other way than to say puzzle number 34. Yeah, 24B. 24D, whatever. Yeah. And so you, then you go, you solve that that clue, and now you've got the word that you need. Of course, you have to probably piece together a few of them or whatever, but yeah. that's, that's pretty cryptic. Would, it seems a lot of, it seems, seems pretty advanced for a kid that can't figure out that people can recover stuff from his hard drive. <laughs> Well, but if he didn't devise the system, anybody can solve that system or go go figure out how to communicate to through that system. Yeah, and that doesn't have a smartphone. Yeah, but you make a fair point. Yeah, but I think one of the key points Barb made another Chekhov's gun is the money. Um, yes, because we, we think it points to some drug or maybe not, maybe something else. something, some sort yeah. of shenanigans, right? Yeah, yeah. either blackmail hush money, uh-huh. or maybe Danny had it because he was going to pay somebody off. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows at this point? Okay. I like it, Barb. Thank you for that. And here's Mark. Regarding Tom destroying his computer, I think that's just the product of a guilty conscience. Tom thinks he contributed to Danny's murder. He's not actually involved, but he probably told Danny that he should go see someone or do something, and Tom believes that that led to Danny's murder. And being young and naive, he's afraid that if somebody found that information, he might go to jail himself. Yeah, it's a good thought. Yeah, I think Mark and I are on the same page on that uh, as well. I'm not, um, but I think it's a good thought. No, I, I, I give Mark I, credit. Yeah, I do too. Um, I don't think Tom's involved. I think that Tom thinks that he might be involved. I think Tom's involved. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clint, I will say that I think we now have all the information that we need to solve the crime. Now, that may not mean that we're able to put all the pieces together to disregard the ones that are irrelevant and all that stuff. But I think, you know, two weeks from now, if we were to rewatch the series, we'll get to this point and go, Oh yeah, it was plain as day. You know, knowing the end, we'll be able to look back at this point and say, yeah, we had all that we needed. What do you think? Are we there yet or no? Hmm. I think we're close. Mm -hmm. I think that you are correct in saying that we have all the information we need. Mm -hmm. to identify the killer. What I don't think we have is all of the information we need to eliminate the other suspects. I agree with that. I do definitely agree with that. And hopefully we'll get that this next week. Yeah. So I'm convinced it can only be one of three people. Really now? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about here and the prime suspects. Well, we're basically at the same spot, so we can do that. Paul Coates. Okay. I'm with you. 
Paul, we know Paul and Tom are close. Seem to be. For some reason. For some reason. Mm-hmm. We got all the dirt on Paul this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we got all the dirt. We got a lot of dirt on yep. Paul this week. Mm-hmm. We had that scene a couple of weeks ago where Paul put his hand on Tom's leg. Yep. Which was awkward. You know, we got the camping story this week. Paul knew exactly where to find Tom. Yep. I think that's important. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't yeah. know if it's related to the murder or no. not, but it's important. Yeah. And for me, it's pretty easy to come up with a motive for Paul, even if we don't know specifically why it is. Mm-hmm. We could dream up a pretty reasonable... Yeah. Way. At least the circumstances surrounding it, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So is that one or is, is, Again, is Paul it, and Chloe, Tom too? Chloe could be Paul's, although probably not. She looks Hispanic. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But Danny didn't. Danny didn't. But that's, you know, look, they're a mixed couple. So it's it's not... Maybe Danny was his son. Maybe he was. But I'm just saying that that it's it's possible for one kid to look to favor one parent more than the other. Yeah. My cousins are this way. They're, they're both Caucasian, but, yeah. but she heavily favors her dad and he heavily favors his mom. You've huh. seen this too. Yeah, so of course I think that that's is a, a, an explanation, so. but you're right. It could also mean that Danny was, was Paul's. I think, I think that Danny might've been Paul's mm-hmm. and Paul confronted Danny about it. Mm-hmm. Danny flipped out and said, you're not my dad. I don't want to have anything to do with you. And Paul got angry and hit him. Or maybe he fell. And now Paul's really feeling guilty. Yeah. But I think in order for him to be that, he would have to be a complete sociopath. Right? I think, uh, yes, I do think that's right. Because he's drawing, trying to draw media attention to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So. Okay, so is and, that one or is that two? That's one. Okay. Tom. Tom is two. Is two. Okay. Joe is three. Okay. And it's really hard to deconvolve the two. I get the feeling that either Tom knows that Joe did it mm-hmm. or Joe knows that Tom did it because a lot of their behavior is kind, of, kind yeah. of weird. Well, I thought the behavior with the skateboard was weird. I know what you said where Joe is like with the cell phone that when we yeah. did get the cell phone, they just drop it, put it down. I completely am with you on that. Okay. He's a, he's not a cop, but he's the husband of one. Yeah. He knows how to treat evidence. Right. I mean, you and I know how to treat evidence, but sure. he's closer to it. Would, would know even more. Mm, but I don't know, man. That reaction that he got was a little bit, you know, freaking out more than anything else. Like, oh my gosh, the skateboard is has surfaced. It showed up. I am in freak out mode. Yeah. And now I'm going to go to the cabin or the, excuse me, the hut. Yes. And try to plant evidence on somebody else or, or I'm Could in panic be. mode. I don't know what I'm going to do at the hut, but I'm going to try to do something to get me off the hook. Here. I like that theory. I like the theory that there's going to be new evidence at the hut mm-hmm. and it's going to be planted evidence. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then of course we're going to get Carver's famous line. If the skateboard helmet doesn't fit, you must acquit. Thank you very much. That's so bad. Yeah. That is so bad. So, But I do feel like Tom, <laughs> okay. if he's not guilty, is working in tandem with the killer somehow. It, he's, maybe even maybe. unknowingly. But I think it's also because he's a child, he's involved with, he. Tom's involved with something he shouldn't be involved in. Danny was too. And he thinks that that might have something to do with Danny's death. And he's panicking because of that. So I think it's possible that Tom is panicking and freaking out over nothing. But he thinks it's something, just like Mark said. Mark and I are on the same page there. I don't. Okay. I think that I think whatever Tom is freaking out about is relevant. Is is completely relevant, and it could be. That's it, that's it my opinion. Be. Okay. So 
obviously my three top three top three are those those three tom paul and joe okay what else do you who else do you have on your list what, what else does it look like D- terrible mm-hmm. uh, i've got dean at number four Gemma at number five vince at number six i don't really think any of them have done it okay kathy susan i don't have any suspicion for kathy yeah at this point i did i don't beginning. either i don't either uh, Susan, Lars, Mark. Mm-hmm. I think Mark is more suspicious than a lot of these people. Yep. Raymond, Owen, Hugo, Chloe, and Ellie. Okay. Now Ellie's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, if Tom is is watching out for somebody, could be his mom. Okay. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. Hey, honey, I need you to go to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. whole Miller family's in on it or something. I maybe don't know. So. That that would be quite a shakeup. That would be a yeah. shakeup. But okay, it would be a real stretch. Well, I'm a like real stretch. I'm like you in that. Really, I only have three strong suspects. Okay. I've got more people that I haven't crossed off. Although I did go ahead and cross off Kathy Eaton this week. Oh, okay. I sure did. So I have ten and, active suspects. And you still you have Tom crossed off. I do. I crossed him 13. off early. And I, I have not, not I wavered. I'm not going to uncross him. So, okay. uh, my top three are Joe Miller, still number one. Uh-huh. Vince is number two. Even though I think Vince is poaching, I don't think there's any question of that. I still think there's reason to enough to, to keep him up there pretty high. And I have, I have the Reverend Paul up to number three now, which is wow. the highest he has been on my list. That's pretty high. Yep. After that, I have Hugo to number four, Dean at number five, Susan at number six. Susan's not the killer. She she would not have walked into, uh, she would not have presented the skateboard. She knew yeah. that that skateboard was going to get her arrested. Uh, she wouldn't have done that if she was the killer. I almost want to cross her off because of that. Gemma, she was up at number two earlier. She's down to number seven now. Raymond, Lars, Mark, uh, round out my top ten. Really, I think it's down to Joe, Vince, and Paul. Okay, so you you still see Vince on the list. Yes, I do very much. Okay. But really, I mean, Joe, Joe's my guy. Joe's been my guy for a long time. Yeah. And I, I completely acknowledge that I might be looking for reasons to to make him fit to what I believe. Uh, but he's still my number one. Okay. All right. Well, in the prime suspect poll, um, Vince has jumped to number one. Vince has jumped all the way. Let me pull up last week. I forgot to pull that up. And we'll, we'll uh, I'll be able to comment. On so I believe Paul was number one last week. Vince is number one. Paul still took a couple of votes and is hanging in there as number two. Okay. It's neck and neck. Tom Miller is number three. He's tied with Joe Miller at number four. Hmm. And so really, I think everybody's top four, right? If you look at Vince, Paul, Tom, and Joe. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. That's everybody left. Yeah. You know, I, I, Vince is completely off my list. Tom is completely off of yours. Right. But the, yeah, but the top four are pretty consistent. There. Can't say Vince is completely off my list. Well, and Tom but is completely off my list, yeah. but maybe he shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, and then after that, the next closest is Dean. I don't yeah. think Dean picked up any votes. No, nope, no new votes this week. Gemma is number six. Susan is number seven. Mm-hmm. Mark's number eight and everybody down there. Yeah. Uh, there's really nothing of note except our last person to have no votes, Lars Pearson, picked up a vote this week. Uh, he sure did. So somebody probably gave him a pity vote. A pity vote. Yeah. So that's it. Everybody has at least one vote. Yeah. Looks like Vince was the big vote getter this week. 
Tom picked up two. Joe picked up three. Vince picked up two. Excuse me. Vince picked up four. Yeah. Uh, and Paul uh, picked up one. So Vince was the, uh, you know, his behavior with the dog was a little bit suspicious, but I don't, I think I point that back to the way he despises Susan for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more than that. Yeah, He doesn't like Susan. So he's yeah. going to try and try and hurt her. So yeah. I think that's going to get resolved next week. I think right. it has to, don't you? Uh, I think it's likely. Well, yeah. just the way that they've arrested her and she's not talking. They're going to try and find the dog. Yeah. It's got to come to a head next week. Yep, I think so. Well, the week after next, because again, I'm sorry. You're uh, right. Thanksgiving next week. No new episode of Grace Point. Uh, we'll be back on December the 4th with a new episode. The Grace Point will be. Uh, and then the 11th is when it will all be resolved. All right. Uh, yep. yep. Well, let's do some Twitter action, man. What do you say? Twitter. Guys, if you want to tune into our Twitter feed, you can go to twitter.com. Our Twitter name is GracePointGSM, and every week we send out a Twitter poll. That Twitter poll consists of the hashtag GPTwit. Yep. Is that right? That's right. And this week's question was who was in the cabin? Of course, by cabin, we mean hut. <laughs> See, clearly I wasn't making the distinguish. The, the distinction. Distinction. Thank you. Uh, when I sent this out, but yes, who was in the hut? I think everyone understood when I said cabin was in the hut. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tangier 14 says someone thin and fast that eliminates a number of folks on the list, but leaves Tommy. Mm-hmm. You think it leaves Tommy? I don't I, know. I couldn't tell how tall they were. Well, okay. Let's, let's finish out her tweet and then I'll okay. comment. Tommy Dean. Gemma and Paul. So my comment is how was it happening essentially at the same time that Paul and Tom were out in the driveway smashing the computer? That's the magic of television. You don't really know. You don't really know. Yeah. But if so, that eliminates Tom and Paul. Right. But we saw a runner. Could be Beth. We know she likes to run. Could be Beth. Joe. Is Mm -hmm. Joe skinny enough? Yep. Raymond Connolly. Yep. That'd be interesting if Raymond was up there planning some sort of clue so that he could psychically reveal it later. Yeah, for his book deal. Yeah, for his book deal. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Solo Talk Media says they think it's Walter it. Oh, oh, sorry, wrong show. Uh, to stay with the killer theory, I'll say Vince. I just don't know why. Uh-huh. I think Mark's going to be solely, solo-y mm-hmm. disappointed next week. Sally Atticum says, I'm going to say Chloe, but I'm looking at Owen too. Sure didn't look like Owen to me. He's skinny. He's not that skinny. Okay. Um, Wayne Henderson says, possibly Detective Miller's husband, Joe Miller. Joe Miller. Joe Miller. Um, Chidama2691 says, Beth, she is the runner, and this person ran fast. She just talked with the other mom about botched evidence. She was looking for clues. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I like that. Um, Jovial Falcon says, I'm going with Dean or Joe. Mm-hmm. Lemonai says, Vince, he seems the most likely to prowl around tonight. That's, <laughs> that's kind of true. Or Paul. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Lala68 says, think it was Vince. Jenkins Rose says, too many candidates for me. Maybe the killer. Like idea mentioned on the Facebook page that it could be Renee or Owen snooping. 
Oh, I didn't think about Renee just snooping around. Yeah, Renee. Uh, that is a good. Yeah. And that's it. Yep, that's it. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, well, that's a good response. It's always good good ideas that we never think of that come out of that thing. Hey, and Mark mentioned he, he had a, a comment on his prime suspect poll about Vince, and it occurs to me that I forgot to play that. I'm, I'm just falling down on the uh, sound clips this week. Here's Mark's prime suspect comments. I still think Vince is the murderer, and some of the events that happened in this episode support that theory in my mind. Specifically, Susan handing the skateboard to Tom. I think Susan knows that Vince was involved in Danny's death somehow, and she picked up the skateboard knowing that it was an incriminating piece of evidence. Now, since Vince has been blowing her off and basically telling her to get lost, this is her way of retaliating against him. Now, Susan being Susan would not go directly to the police. So instead, she went to Tom, Danny's friend, and gave him the skateboard, knowing darn well that it would get back to his mom. Now, I think next episode, we're going to find some incriminating evidence on the skateboard. I I do like that theory, and it reminds me, you know, she had the envelope, had the skateboard. To me, it seems like somebody that's about to leave town. Oh, okay. She's like, she got the notes, mm-hmm. recovers blown. She's like, I'm out. Uh, I want you to have this. And I'm going to take Archie and we're going to get out of town. Maybe. Right after could, I deal with that Kathy Eaton lady. It could be that she's wanting to strike a, a deal. She doesn't want to give the evidence to the police, but she knows the evidence is you know, giving it to who she did, they're going to be able to say that this came from. Right. So maybe she feels like Kathy's envelope could get her in trouble. And so she was going to strike a plea with what she knows on the murder. Yep. Could be. I don't know. Could be. Okay. And here's Barb's prime suspect thoughts. If crazy hiker dude was never at his cabin, what better place for a stash house for that cocaine running? And we're better to find clients than at a substance abuse meeting. Now, Pastor Paul doesn't have a cocaine problem, but he's becoming more of a perp in my mind. Selling coke to support group attendees may provide a motive. Shades of breaking bad. If Paul was using Danny as a runner, then why kill him? Now, that might be more of a motive for Jenna. If Danny saw Jenna and Daddy Dearest in the cabin and told Jenna he was going to rat her out as the cocaine queen, now that would be a good motive for her to off the kid. At least the suspect list is getting shorter. I'm down to Paul, Jenna, Tommy, and Dean. So she has a little bit of a different top four there. Yes. I love the idea of Paul going to NA meetings to get people to sell drugs I like that too. too. That's yep. really good. And really dastardly. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah. it is, for the record, Gemma. Yes. Not Jenna. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. G-E-M-M-A. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Lots of good stuff. That is good. Two episodes left. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. These last two episodes, I think, are going to be fantastic. I, I do, too. I'm really excited. You know, if you are off this week, obviously, you're not listening to next week's podcast mm-hmm. right from us. Why don't you go out there and check out some of the other great GSM podcasts? We've got some great ones. Yeah. On all of your favorite shows, like the Real Housewives of... Oh, no, we don't have any of those kind of shows. Uh, Gotham. Gotham. Gotham is really taking off. Fall finale. Yeah. Uh, well, tonight. If you're listening to this on yes, Monday, the day right. it comes out. tonight. It's tonight. So yeah. check it out. Check out our podcast. You can find all of our podcasts at goldensparlmedia.com and obviously on iTunes and yeah. various other places. 
Well, Clint, it has been fun. Let's give the uh, contact information, I guess, the if you want to send us in your feedback about next, well, the next episode, episode nine. The deadline to do that is noon on Sundays, That's and right. you can call 304-837-2278, and you can leave your thoughts there. You can also head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. There you can upload an audio file or you can type out a written contribution of your thoughts on the episode. That's right. You can also uh, leave a voice message on the bowling pipe. Nice. We've got there. We could call it the gutter pipe, but when your bowling pins are on strings, who really needs gutters? That's right. So you just uh, roll it on in there and uh, see how many comments you can make. But remember, if you make three on the inside, you're going to split the comments. <laughs> That's right. That was terrible. That was terrible. That was That's really all right. bad. We followed you, man. All right. We followed you. Uh, you gave out the Twitter ID I already. Did. If you want to follow us on Facebook, best thing to do is search for the Facebook group, Grace Point Revealed, and you'll find us. Lots of great conversation happening over there. Thanks to everyone who's being a part of that. All right. I think that's it, man. Yeah. If you're doing any shopping this week, check out goldenspiralmedia.com slash Amazon. That'll send you over to Amazon. We'll get a little bit of a commission for uh, what you purchase. You'll get Amazon's great low prices and fast shipping, and we'll all end up happy. That's right. They already started their Black Friday sales. Mm -hmm. So check out their websites. It's fantastic. If you're a Prime member, which we would encourage you to, to join Prime. Love Prime. Using our affiliate link. I love it, too. You get access to the Black Friday deals earlier. Than the hoi polloi. I did not know that. I have not been doing any shopping yeah. yet. But good time. Good time to do it now. Yep. Indeed. Well. All right. Until next time. Uh, until next time, I am going to go play some five-pin bowling. All right. And maybe. I'll, I'll just encourage all of our listeners to keep singing, Holy, holy, <laughs> holy. 